Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pick up your phone while driving, and you might need to be picked up from work. Break the speed limit, and you could be breaking plans with your mates. Leave L or N plates off your car, and you could be left getting taxis for the next six months. So ask yourself, is it really worth it? Seven penalty points over three years will disqualify learner and novice drivers for six months. Steer clear of points and stay on the road. A message from the Road Safety Authority. Welcome, welcome everyone to the Blood and Mud podcast, the podcast that now, Josh, would you believe, mm. has too much gravel. Jesus. Well, what are you going to do with it? Well, at the, I'll tell you what I've got to do now. I've had to move it barra by barra around the back of my house and it's now a pile on my patio, having done the drive. <laughs> Honestly. I'm like the fucking Goldilocks you... of gravel. Nothing's just not, I need to find what's just right. Can you like, I mean, I was going to say sublet, but sort of sub, you know, flog, gravel. Get it on the local need. Facebook group. Exactly, yeah. I am going to need it. I'm going to make some paths in my back garden, just like yeah, in between enough. some plants and shit. Well, you might as well know. You've to try and suppress and all that. But ugh, honestly, see, I never stopped mowing down. I'm only adding on last week. Now I've got too many. <laughs> but you know, I was in doubt that this would have, this day would ever come, obviously. Ultimately, you know let's, let's appreciate that fact. Yeah, you know that Martin Luther King speech? That might when he said, you know, I've been to the top of the mountain and I've seen the promised land and Mm. I might not get there with you, but I know that we're, you know, I had that feeling last week. You know, I might never get to having the promised land of gravel. gravel. Yeah. Because I'm I'm sure that's what he was talking about. Yeah, he was talking about, you know, not not specifically gravel, but drives in general. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Covering, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think he was probably talking about block paving. Because a yeah, man of his yeah, stature yeah. would would want that, wouldn't he? He would exactly, and you know, it was the nineteen sixties sort of. It was that was stuff, sort of stuff. Maybe even crazy paving. He probably had crazy, crazy, crazy. He was probably talking about crazy paving. And I mean, a lot he, of people in cars there. coming to his house to talk about changing the world and making it a better place. 
He couldn't have had gravel. It would have been too disruptive. Tire yeah, tracks true. everywhere. I mean, imagine, imagine the raking he'd have to do on that. Oh, he'd be fuming. Can you imagine? Comes yeah. in after a hard day's fucking <sighs> equality fire everybody in the way he yeah. did. And all he could see was tyre <laughs> tracks in his gravel. No, Absolutely tamping. He, he wouldn't be. want that. No, he'd want a nice, you know, array of sort of vaguely interlocking, irregular flagstones. And then he'd a use that. Thick mortar in between them. He'd use that as some kind of magnificent parable in a speech somewhere. Exactly, because look at all the different colours in the crazy crazy Yeah, and the shapes, but they work perfectly. They all fit perfectly together, and they're all stronger than they would be apart. I hope that one day a paving slab will be judged on the content of its character, not the (laughs) etc. The the minerals of its composition. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, I mean, some people could say we're trivialising this. You could say we're trivialising it quite quite a bit much. Well, you know, everyone has you know everyone has their their mountain to climb. And that one was mine. Indeed. Uh, yeah. But we're here now. So, but I'll we tell you here. what, There's though, no Josh. Back. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Shoveling 20 ton of gravel in a day mm. is tough on the arms when you're a weak <laughs> as piss office worker like me. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 sort of moment where you realize that you have not spent a life in manual labor is when you have to do that sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. And I spent most of the last 18 months sat in a chair or lying on a couch. Mm. You know, there's, there's been no, I didn't get on that, that curly haired gets train of doing fucking squat thrusts in my living room. What's he called? No. The uh, nation's PE. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That guy. I got a known, I got a known. That's, I get you know, vibes from that guy, by the way. <laughs> I don't know. It's the wrong one. One day. It's all going to come out. <laughs> Absolutely. But, I mean, the worst thing, obviously, there's been lots of terrible things about this pandemic, right? I've been at the cutting yeah. edge of some of it, and it's been pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Deaths, yeah. disruption. We've had some, what you might call, bad news today, as we record this, that England is not free from the 21st of June. I live in Wales, where it was never planned to be free from then anyway. But the press don't yeah, like to report that, You were they? never meant so, to be going out. No. So there's been some shit things, but I think a couple things that are... So I'm not saying it's near that, but near the near the top probably is the profile of Joe Wicks. Yes. And secondly, the proliferation of Peloton as a thing. I tell you what, I get it. Like people no longer want to go to gyms. I I completely understand that. But Jesus Christ, there's something real prickish about Peloton. All of it should have been burnt to the ground by now. <laughs> And if we could get outside, that's what we would be doing. But unfortunately, it just keeps on growing. It was just a bike for a while, but now they're doing all sorts. They're doing it's a fucking treadmill. There's a treadmill that kills kids. Oh, is that? <laughs> yeah, they had what to happened? stop this. They had to stop. They had to like recall all the treadmills because some a kid got killed. A kid death. I mean, that's yeah. not funny. It's not funny. But how's that not putting people off? I mean, people should have been put (laughs) off at the idea of a braying American screaming at you while you're trying to, while you're sweating. (laughs) But instead, you know, surely killing of children is is the final nail. Every single one of those adverts that are on all the time, and they are all All the time, time, all the time, um, just make me want to never, ever, ever use one. And I get it. I've got an Apple Fitness Plus subscription. I... I will get brayed at by a needlessly positive American <laughs> while I'm on the bike. Try and get me over the fucking line. 
but there's just something about the whole Peloton package and the fact that the barrier of entry is a £3,000 exercise. It's the bike. lifestyle equipment shit yeah. that comes with it. It's Do the you know fact what I mean? that it's like it will send a T-shirt with you and a water bottle. It's like, I don't want to advertise this. Do you always think I want people to know that I've got three grand to spend on a fucking exercise bike? But, you see, you know, the internet is always listening, isn't it? They are always listening. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact now, my phone's next to me here. And I reckon I'm going to get an advert for a subscription to the Peloton shoveling package, <laughs> which is a purely, purely functional fitness package for people yeah, who just want 100%. to move things with a spade. Which like, you know, you know, people have got, you know, people have got like who are on the old creatine. Mm. You know, we'll always have like a, a fucking. What must their toilet be them. like, by the way? Indeed, agreed. But like, you know. They'll have their thing that they mix their horrible powders in. Yes. That says Maxi Muscle or something on the yeah. side of it. It's like, why would you want people to know? Why don't you just put it in a normal thing? Yeah. Why do you have to <laughs> put a thermos? Want... Let people think it's tomato soup. Or exactly. Why? Do, why do you want people to know? And it's particularly with Peloton. Why do you want people to like? I know, but I know people who like. I've, I don't know them. Thank God. But I've seen people on the internet that not only drive Tesla cars, which I can sympathise with. It's a very cool car, even mm. though Elon Musk is a total prick. But they also wear Tesla T-shirts, you know. Yeah. Like, and people like people who buy a Porsche and then have like a Porsche keyring. It's like that episode of Friends where Joey just wears all of the Porsche stuff See, to pretend he's got though. a Porsche. I just can't get with it. Having said that, I've got a Fender Telecaster. Yeah. A Fender amp. Mm. And the other week I bought a Fender t-shirt. It's different though. Is it though? Fender, Just because we cause say Fender's it is because that's what we would do? Yeah, because Fender's an iconic fucking thing of rock and roll. Porsche isn't anything of rock and roll. <laughs> you know? It's because James Dean died in one. I mean, yeah. Porsche, I guess maybe. But the... But um, like, it's, yeah. It's Fender guitars are cool. Exercise bikes are not... <laughs> It's Let's like private it number plays. I'll never understand it. I know people no. who have them, but I don't get I think I'm I'm more fascinated by the fact that I got one Faust upon me. What? By whom? I'm gonna tell you about this. My no. father. Oh, oh my no. god. What a story this is. So about fifteen years ago, maybe a little bit more, shortly before my dad uh left my mother for another woman, um, and he was in full <laughs> full the peak of midlife crisis. Um, he um, he bought a Jaguar. I'm That's very <laughs> no, sad. I'm sorry fucking, about that. No, it is fucking funny. Um, yeah, he was in the throes of a full-on midlife crisis and decided he was going to buy a Jag. Um, but because he's one of these people that sort of doesn't want people to know that he hasn't bought a new car, he bought a Jag and then he bought a private number plate to I go with that. the Jag. It takes the age off it, as they say. Exactly. So much. Anyway, um, so he buys this Jag, buys a private number plate for it. But because getting his own initials or whatever would be too expensive, and he doesn't really care what this says, um, he buys a private number plate with my initials on it, which you can imagine how I reacted to that straight off the bat. I, mean, I, was, I was not pleased. Um, fast forward about 10 years. And, or maybe even about six or seven years, my dad sells the Jag, wants to keep the number plate, 
hasn't bought a new car yet and goes, I can't have this number plate without having a car to put it on. Uh, can I temporarily put it on your Fiat Punto <laughs> until I get a new car? And I was like, you fucking kidding me. But I was like, yeah, fucking fine, whatever. But I don't want it. Like, I don't, I'm telling you now, I do not want it. And Why can you not have it on a car? Does it, does it like, I mean, I'm sure he was lying to me. I'm sure he was <laughs> lying to me. He's an inveterate liar. I'm sure he was lying to me. Um, yeah. And so I was like, yeah, but seriously, just until you get a new car. And then he went and got Motability and will now never own another oh, car. That touches it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so that left me with a car with a private number plate on it that was then my initials on my 2005 Fiat Punto looking was like the world's... Was it literally like 1JG? It was S11JTG was the initials. And every time, like every time, so like the worst thing would be if I had to drive that car into work because the focus was in the garage or whatever and someone from the office would go, you got a private number plate? And I'd go... And then I'd have to tell this story. We're saying, no, I bought it from Argentina. <laughs> but it's a happy, you know, it's happy ending because I gave that car to my dad to have a little run around because we weren't using it. So he's now responsible for it again. And I never have to drive around in a car with my own fucking initials on it ever again. As I said before, I think I've said this before, but I don't, I don't, if you had anything else with your initials on, they would think you'd like escape from a secure unit, wouldn't they? Hundred percent, yeah. Or, or you were, you know, a professional athlete who's got a lot of stuff. And your training gear, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed, that's the only time it's really acceptable. Yeah. But yeah, Who you put you know it on a that car. Has monogrammed anything. Some people have it on the cuffs, don't they? But you go to meet with some people, they've got it on the Honest. on the cuff, and you're just like, seriously, I don't want to, you know. And um, so yeah, it's it's. But yeah, you put your initials on a on a yellow bit of plastic on a on a moving lump of steel mm, apparently that's and more it's socially thousands acceptable. of pounds and people yeah. want it very very I, odd i don't get it i'll never get it so if Weird you had a personalized number plate on your peloton i mean the level Oof, of imagine it the level of I'm disgrace sure, that I, you'd be I bet you, you can get a monogram on your peloton of course you can you know how you know how apple will like etch anything onto an iphone or an ipod or and a you can get carbon fucking road bikes with your name sprayed into the frame and all that stuff yeah. can't you there's people you know, it's the same sort of people to bring this back to guitars who put their name, who sort of have their names inlaid on their fretboards of their guitars. Unless you're Elvis fucking Presley. Or Jimmy Rogers. Do it. <laughs> yeah, just don't fucking do it. Like, Bizarre. If your I name's would be like fucked Phil. if we did that because if I haven't got the spots, <laughs> I've got no chance. <laughs> oh, anyway, that was a diversion. That was a diversion. By our standards. Wasn't it? I hello everyone. Hello, yet. hello everyone. I'm Hi. Lee, and over there I'm Josh. is you know. I mean, you know, I'm Josh. You've just had a potted version of my sordid family history. <laughs> I do love the fact that for the last five and a half years, I've just been telling you lot everything about me. <laughs> you know about me, test the cooperations, the lot. Whereas I'm, Josh has I'm been dripping nothing. this out, and now we start to find out things. <laughs> I, I like it, so that's why I'm keeping this pod. Only reason I'm keeping this pod going is yeah. to turn it he into some kind of confessional. Find job. It yeah. Yeah, anyway, so you want to get in touch with us. I'm at Blood and Mud or Lee at bloodandmud.com. And Josh, you are? Uh, at Josh Gardner or at Rucked underscore Mag. And we're on ACAS, we're on Apple, we're on Patreon.com. Blood and Mud. 
where you can cut rock up and join for two pound a month or 20 quid for a year get extra episodes extra long episodes unedited episodes of the weekly pod you get access to the private facebook group which is a lovely little chatty place to be everyone's very friendly very nice lots of good rugby chat in there and other things you get to see an exclusive picture of my gravel being delivered because that's the kind I mean, of red was, hot content that patrons want. <laughs> it was good stuff. Don't <laughs> pretend it wasn't. Um, yeah, so patreon.com slash blood and mud, if you want to go there. We also have the five pound tier, which is the Ali Brew Lounge, oh, as we know. And we have people who come in there and you get us having a go at doing a player biography for you. And first up, Josh, this mm-hmm. week, who've you got? Uh, well, John McDonald didn't yes. have a farm. Very good. Uh, and he would be at pains to ensure that you knew that before you even had a chance to make that joke. Um, but in an ironic twist, uh, he was often getting sent off for using agricultural language to the referee. But nobody actually has the bottle to call him out on this because he was. And I cannot say this strongly enough. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> like, imagine Martin Johnson crossed with Brian Lima multiplied by Charlie Faulkner. That's what I'm saying. Just, just don't say anything to him, all right? Just whatever say you nothing. do. Don't, no, no, no happy meal jokes. No, oh, McDonald had a farm jokes. Just nothing. Just, just, just let him go. Do what his, do his thing. Yeah. So there you go, John. So it, it took us a little while. We missed John a few weeks ago. So uh, he just prompted us. Anybody else who needs to prompt us, please do. He's not deliberately Absolutely. ignoring you. It'll be an oversight, and we apologise to you, John. And thanks Indeed. for that. Speaking of farms, have you seen uh, the latest offering on Amazon? Clarkson's Farm. Uh, no, I can't. I mean, it wasn't going to go straight into my. Uh, Jeremy watch Clarkson list. is in an eight eight part thing where he tries to run a farm. I'm sure that's going to have predictably and hilarious consequences. Hilarity ensues. I think. I mean, yeah, I would hope so. I want to watch it because I hope that around about episode five, he falls into his own threshing machine. I was going to say, I hope there's a thrashing machine accident. <laughs> that would be my vibe. Or like, like in, like in James, what was his name? The guy who wrote the Fog. A horror, um, like James Herbert. James Herbert. Like yes. in James Herbert, the Fog. Not to be mm. confused with the film, the Fog. Very different plot altogether. Very different. Uh, where the cows get breathing the fog and turn into mm. killing machines and stamp all over the farmer and his family. <laughs> I mean, I'm sensing a great deal of enthusiasm for the oeuvre of Jeremy Clarkson here. <laughs> yeah, oh. You know what? I didn't hate him. I found, you know, he's one of those people who can be amusing. It's just, I, I get offended at the fact how much money Amazon must have thrown at him just to yeah. do things like that. I sort of this feel moribund similarly. bollocks that he does now. Yeah, it's incredibly middle of the road, like sort of... He, I bet like, he thinks PC's gone mad. Guaranteed. Of course, absolutely he does. But this is the sort of thing, it's like they're sort of, they're kind of making programming to sort of thumb their nose at something that doesn't exist. This sort of, so, this like fictional, like Islington vegetarian, like public transport user that doesn't exist. And they think that they're having a big old laugh at their expense when in fact they're just some middle-aged dudes dicking about. GB News started yesterday. Ways. Yes, it did. Which on the on the opening day had a phone in with Alan Sugar. <laughs> of course, it did. 
and within an hour had for all their talk of balance had somebody spouting unsubstantiated well incorrect bollocks about fucking covid and lockdown within an hour and of course it was dan wooden obviously unbelievable anyway thank yes. you john sorry you made me think about farms then well, you didn't john <laughs> josh did Tell you what, yeah. a lot of people don't understand how um selling advertisement works either because there was a lot of people crowing about how they got all these blue chip advertisers to be on their first adverts and what they don't realize is that those advertisers just will buy any fucking spare bit of shit airtime available on a network they'll just buy on bulk Mm. And they'll just automatically buy. That's how ad buying works, guys. It's not like Amazon desperately wanted to be on GB News. It's a case that it was cheap as fuck. Yeah, their agency just bought some <laughs> of it. Yeah. Anyway, right then. Anyway, so yes. thank you, John. So moving on, second this week, thank you very much to William Owen Daniels. Um, I've got William was a star of the famous Welsh side of the great pre-war years. William was a talented outside half, but a very arrogant man mm. who, you know, struggled with his teammates sometimes. Um, unfortunately, this, the Great War intervened and he joined the Triorchy Powell's Regiment. Mm. However, he did manage to avoid the Battle of Mamet's Wood after becoming injured by being thrown into a load of nettles nude by his own men. And he was invalided, invalided back to Blighty. Where he went on to have a successful career as a Cardiff Blue, as the Cardiff administrator. He said Cardiff Blues then, as if Cardiff Blues existed in 1919. There was never a time when the Cardiff Blues didn't exist. Cardiff, just Blues, is a state of, yeah. Cardiff Blues is a state of mind. It's not a. <laughs> yes, it is. It's not a region. It's not an entity. It's not a, certainly not a club. No. It's a state of mind. It is an entity within the five entities. Uh, right then, so that's thank you very much to William and John, patreon.com slash blood and blood if you want to join. We will be doing lots of extra stuff around the Lions, Lions tour, won't we? Yes. Um, I'm working for The Guardian for a bit of it. I'm, I'm hoping they give me Lions versus Lions. That'll be a fucking cracking thing oh, to... Uh, everybody wants the Lions to, to, live, to live blog, won't it? <laughs> they don't call it that anymore. Listen to me like it's 2009, a live blog. I mean, what what do you call it? Do you call it a minute by minute? Minute by minute, they call it, or just live. Yeah, blogs aren't a thing anyway. Are blogs still a thing? Don't think so. If they are, not called that anymore. Vlogs are a thing. Blogs aren't a thing. I never quite caught the video thing. I can't bring myself to do it. I will never. I remember 2015. People like people were pushing me when I was doing the rugby shit stuff to get into video, to pivot to video. Indeed, as was the trend in those days. And I just never really had any interest in doing it. Yeah. And I really like the sound of my own voice, as you can tell. So it Oh, wasn't yeah, that. that's why we're here, mostly, me and you. Mm. Yeah, it's not for me, Clive. Not, yeah. Okay, so that was the VIP lines. Thank you very much. We begin, as we always begin, Josh, now, don't we, with the mm. player spotted. Simon Jones reaches out, and he says this. Back in late 2019, when we were still allowed to go out of an evening, I was heading home from a works evening out and getting the 9.53 train from Edinburgh Waverley to Tweedbank. Nice detail. I like it. Yeah, lovely stuff. I didn't realise the intercity stops at Waverley. So I went all the way into Edinburgh on the train when I went to Murrayfield, walked to Murrayfield, about fucking three miles or something, (laughs) walked to Murrayfield, then walked all the way back to the main station when it actually stops at Waverley, which is halfway between Murrayfield and the main station. Meh. 
Yeah. You know I, what I, mean? I must tell you that story again sometime because it was a blinder. But the um, yeah, so Edinburgh Wavery to Tweedbank. Sit down in the carriage, says Simon, and start reading a bunch of crap on my phone, noticing that there is some hilarity a bit further down the train. Having had a few beers, I choose to ignore it and continue browsing. After a little while, there was still a fair amount of noise coming from the crowd down the train, so I look up to see what's going on. There's a group chatting away and laughing, certainly with at least one of the train staff amongst them. And whilst there may well have been a number of rugby players in the group, the one that was instantly recognisable was a certain Doddy Weir. Oh. Doddy was wearing a neck brace at the time, but seemed in very good form, certainly laughing a lot coming from him and all the people with him. Had to get off the train a few minutes later, so he didn't manage to identify his companions. And he says, anyway, I'm looking forward, Simon says, I'm looking forward to Doddmaster event in a few weeks. Keep up the great pod. Thank you very much, Simon. But yeah, it's Doddy always nice to hear. It's always nice to hear word of Dodd, isn't it? Isn't it just? Yes. And it's, it's always, well, there's been more Rob Burrow sightings this week, which is just heartbreaking every time you see it. Yeah. Mainly because I suppose you just don't realise the difference in the, I, I know it's the wrong term, but the dose of motor neurons that they've they've all got now. Doddy's is slow, obviously much slower than Rob's. Yeah, the, the the sort of way he's kind of rapidly gone off a cliff is pretty. But that must horrendous. be really terrifying for Doddy as well, because he is obviously he's his yeah. mate now, isn't he? And he goes, oh shit, you can see what's going to happen to you before your eyes. Oh, it must be awful. But I mean, <sighs> the amazing thing is they just keep fucking going and are full of hope, aren't they? It's, yeah, they they remain uniquely fucking inspirational fellas, the pair of them, but Jesus Christ, it is hard. Simon refers to Doddmaster there. We are raising, me and you are helping, or trying to help, to raise some money for the My Name's Doddy Five uh, Foundation by going on the Doddmaster event that's arranged by the Scottish Rugby Blog podcast. It's on the 25th of June it's being recorded. I've been given tasks to do. I'm representing England as the... Because I'm English, I guess, in doing the task. So. I yeah. believe you're judging. Is that correct? I am. I'm sort of going to be. I'm, I feel it's my, my best role is passing judgment on people. So. <laughs> um, I've yeah. never watched Taskmaster, so I'm going to do my no, best to try and understand what all this means. If you keep telling well, me it's brilliant, I never quite get good. around to watching it. I, it's I one of those. It's boat. one of those programs I'd like to watch. My wife pulls a face at See, uh, the idea of boat. watching it. I was in that boat for a while and I sort of just kind of was like, well, let's just give it a go. After about five years of not, you know, we started watching it last year, for example. So like 10 series in. But now right. we've watched them all because we like them a lot. Well, you just have to, you just have to get in there. I'll pass, well, I'll pass that on to you. I don't mm. fancy my chances though. No. So that was Play Spotted. Thank you, Simon. A lovely one. Doddy having a laugh Indeed. on the train in 2019. Lovely to see. Lovely um, to hear. If you want to get in touch with us anything else, maybe you've seen somebody crying on a train. Yeah. For example. Who would, who would be crying on a train? I mean, I don't know. Kyle Sinclair's got a crying on a train vibe about him. Don't know why. A little bit, yeah. Like, just not necessarily with sadness. Maybe with happiness. Maybe, maybe he's just the only watched way one that... of those. Maybe he's just watched one of them really motivational sort of anime things, things what he's into and he's just made him really you know yeah and maybe if he didn't cry he'd rip every seat out of the carriage maybe that's why <laughs> he's having the to sit there and cry those are your options yeah I can so just sit here and cry because you don't want to see what will happen if I don't says Kyle indeed now then news Josh news indeed news time lots of it do you want to kick me off with the news um Ireland have named their squad for the summer tests uh 
Johnny Sexton, Keen Healy, and Keith Hills have been rested, uh, hopefully forever in some cases. Um, and there are 11 debutants in the squad. Uh, Bobby uh, Balyakun is probably the most high-profile name, I'd say. He's been very good for Ulster, had horrible luck with injuries. Um, good to see him finally getting a chance. Uh, Tom O'Toole and Nick Timoney from Ulster are also there. Uh, Carolyn Blade, Tom Blade, uh, Tom Daly and Paul Boyle from Connacht. Harry Byrne, Peter Dooley and Ross Maloney, who I'm sure doesn't exist, um, <laughs> from Leinster. And Gavin Coons and uh, Finney Wishley from Munster. Uh, James Ryan's captain in the squad. Uh, Joey Carberry's back in a green shirt, which has got to be good news. And Andy Farrell's ready to leave him at a drop of a hat. So, you know, whenever Gatlin calls, he'll be there. I am loving the uh, the 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 perennial weed is the wrong term. It is wrong because I quite like him. But the the perennial we've lost a few players, so you're back in the squad. Stuart McCluskey is there. Who's <laughs> this is his entire this is he his is entire good. island career. You were playing yeah. games no one cares about, Stuart. We're sorry, but this is what it he is. He is good for about one and a half caps a season, <laughs> either in the autumn or the summer. And I think and he, that might disqualify him from your so club selection because he might end up with about think, 28 caps. He's going to end up with too many, yeah. <laughs> but they'll all have been against Canada and Fiji and, you know, the Pacific Islands. I mean, he's 28 now. He can't have too many more years of being He should be. Well, he's in his prime now, isn't he? He's yes. in his prime. He should, have been, he should have had like 50 caps under his belt by now if he was... If he was... I mean, don't get me wrong. If Stuart McCloskey was Welsh and played under Warren Gatland, he absolutely would have oh, 50 caps. Can you imagine the number? Can you imagine? Gatland would absolutely... Six foot four, 18 stone. Quite quick. Thank you very much. You'll do for me. Skill base is a bit low. Warren, never mind that. Get out of my sight, you cunt. <laughs> don't, bring, don't ever bring that up again. <laughs> don't ever... Ever, ever. <laughs> I didn't get again. this job for cunts like you to come in here telling me about skills. <laughs> uh, i tell you what was quite good. Have you been watching any of the Lions stuff, what they have done on social media? I have not. Since they arrived in Jersey. Firstly, they're doing these like weekly behind-the-scenes YouTube shows that are about 10 or 15 minutes. And even though they are not very fly on the wally in a sort of you know it's instead of the lines but a bit more basically. curated are they they're a lot more curated and they're a lot more just let's put some one in front of the camera and ask them some questions it's kind of better than like genuinely the one that they put out yesterday it's probably more interesting than anything that was on the 2017 film so which what was, was it just, it was just like them all meeting up at the training base when they did that thing last month where they got everybody in a room and gave them all their kit and sort of took photos of them and stuff and it was like oh so how how does that happen oh well that's how they all do those photos then oh wow fucking hell yeah they do get given a lot of kit each let's have let's have Connor Murray take you know three holdalls worth of fucking kit apart and show them you know, weirdly even though it was incredibly middle of the road and boring because it was sort of not having pretensions of being living with the fucking lions as the all the lions documentaries since have tried to be it was just like oh yeah this is just some good kind of interesting social media content has anyone on jersey has anyone on jersey yet tongued a pregnant woman's belly button uh not yet although <laughs> i think 
you know, anything could happen. Yeah, you know? I mean, they've got to get this documentary sold somehow, haven't they? Not, there's not going to be <laughs> one, is there? Haven't they said that there's, they can't get distribution thing, yeah, for I, it? I think and nobody, nobody buys DVDs to, anymore. So Yeah, nobody wanted to pay for it. Sky didn't even want to pay for it. I think because they thought that there would be no inverted commas hijinks in a COVID world. But I think there's going to be more hijinks than ever in a COVID world because they're all going to be in a bubble. They should just they go full gorilla. They have nothing to do, but... They should go full gorilla have... and just let them all use their phones to record shit. Yeah. But, but not like, the kind of, like, 2011 England kind of camp shit. shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Not the sort of... Yeah. No, yeah. we don't need that. Like, just... Yeah. Like, surely they are literally going to be 10 weeks in a bubble with the same 40 or 50 people. Are you telling me that that's going to not have the potential for high drama and shenanigans? They've missed a trick. They say South but, Africa's not a great tour, don't they? Because of the mm. distances and because of there's not... I don't know because I've never been. I'm just... This is what I remember saying, that it's... You know, Australia's the best tour to go to, both as a player and a, and a fan. South Africa's a bit more problematic problematic but there's not as much fun i guess so mm. I, mean, I suppose if you're going to be in a bubble maybe south africa is the best place to be because there's nothing to tempt you outside yeah it's not like you can step out and you're in melbourne you know with no you know even the australia players couldn't stop going out and fucking getting <laughs> smashed at 3am on the last tour so yeah i don't know weirdly I, i'm quite enjoying the sort of low rent nature of the lot you know now that the lions sort of lowered their things from having a sort of amazon all or nothing documentary down to let's just film some stuff for youtube lads mm. it's reportage weirdly... bit of reportage Indeed. yeah the, i just need to know what's going on so the only you you skated over the beginning but there's no um mm. there's no um johnny sexwinkle is there no so... he's been rested but he's on Farrell's view is I want for the Lions. him and Earls and everyone else to have a full pre-season, is what he said. Which it makes some sense, actually. What are they going to learn about anybody in these summer tours, well, summer exactly. games? You've got, you, I mean, Japan are no mugs, but they're not, you know. I mean, Japan are no mugs, but they only just beat the Sunwolves the other day. <laughs> the Sunwolves don't even exist. <laughs> yeah, Sunwolves are a scratch team. <laughs> you barely be. You are fourteen three down at half time to a team that technically doesn't exist, lads. <laughs> <laughs> it's not strong, is it? <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, like it's. You know what are they going to find out about Jonathan Sexton that they haven't found in the first hundred caps? You know, same with Kean Healy, same with Keith Earls. But. Quite. And also, you know, it's a chance for maybe there to be a little break. <laughs> and if Jonathan Sexton doesn't... You've only got to leave Jonathan Sexton. I mean, your dog's really upset at the concept of Jonathan Sexton being left out of an island squad permanently, but I'm afraid he's just going to have to live with that. Somebody from Just Eat turned up on a bike to my house. He's driven well, the bike over with new gravel, so he's going to get launched if he doesn't get off quick. <laughs> I can see him, actually. I can see him out the window. He's, he's side eye. My daughter's just been and picked up whatever she's ordering, and he's side eyeing her a bit, so he's going to get launched for that as well. <laughs> he doesn't realise the danger that he's in right now. That's the first time I've seen a just deep bike here. You don't tend to get that. You tend to get somebody called Bogdan in a second-hand car, to be honest. I haven't. That's. I'll tell you what, Bogdan in a second. Every bloody Uber Eats and delivery driver around here is always in a nicer car than I've got. <laughs> 
I'm always like, well, a mini cab turned up to pick me son up the day. It was a Tesla. <laughs> Are they getting like tax breaks for driving around in lucky cars or something? I mean, it must I mean, be something like that. This is Flint <laughs> in North Wales. It's like it's rare that an Uber driver around here isn't in some sort of BM or Merc. And it's like, lease, lease them, I think. I think as well, it's car payments, yeah. And they you, basically you Uber to cover your car payment. Which, you know, if that's what you want to spend your money on, fair fucks to you. If you love sitting in your car that much, you want to just do it Absolutely. as a shit-paid living, then you go for it. <laughs> Crack on. Um, but yes, it would be interesting to see if this is just sort of Farrell's first... Because once you leave him out of one squad, it becomes easier, you know? Mm. Like, it won't be a huge... Like, there will be murmurs if he doesn't then make the autumn squad, but it won't be sort of unprecedented. And it's sort of... Farrell's can maybe potentially quite cleverly played that to go with, oh, we're resting him to, well, see you later, alligator. Well, we shall see, I guess. Um, other news, um, Wales will get 8,200 fans for the summer test. Yes. Yeah, uh, which, uh, but they won't be serving any food or drink in the stadium which uh, is going to make for a... Can you bring butties with you? I don't know, but presumably, because otherwise, surely you can't expect somebody to sit in a fucking stadium in July with the roof closed for three and a half hours without a drink. Can you bring a disposable barbecue with you? <laughs> I can only... <laughs> and put it on the seat. The in... so, provided the roof's open, it's fine. <laughs> Put it on the seat because well, they've got these seats blocked off, haven't they? You can easily Absolutely, fit a barbecue yeah. on one of them. Exactly. I'm sure they're, they're only made of plastic. They definitely won't melt. They definitely won't melt. You no. could you could stop the virus coming at you by enshrouding yourself in fumes. Mm-hmm. And you could make friends from a distance because you could sort of, you know, cook up some burgers for people in the seats around you. Exactly. You know, place place them in on a, in a row in between the two of you, and then retreat. And that person comes and then takes their sausage or their burger or whatever. It could be a lovely experience. Defying Mark Drakeford, the nation's granddad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to happen. I mean, people are definitely going to. All that you're doing by not serving booze at the stadium is ensuring that. They'll, they'll all be piling in. in one second before kickoff time. Start, yes, that. But they're also all, you know, somebody's going to come in with a rucksack with twenty-four cans of fucking blackcurrant strongbow, whatever the fuck it is, dark fruits, <laughs> and it's going to be an absolute fucking car crash in there. When my uh, kids have had parties here, a lot of dark fruits gets brought. It's very popular now. A lot of dark fruits I mean, get spilled. But a lot of stickiness and just that you can never quite shift that smell of slightly sickly sweet, <laughs> not quite fruit out of your floor for a good few days. I could imagine. Yeah. I mean, dark fruits obviously didn't exist when I were a lad. You just no. have to man up and drink strong beer like a man, you know? Yeah. I mean, and not enjoy it. No Alka Pops when I was a kid. I was like yeah, 19 Hooch. by the time Hooch arrived. If you wanted to drink something that tasted sweeter, you had to have Archers or Malibu and Coke (laughs) and get laughed at by your friends. Yeah. We had Hooch. We had WKD. We we were in the golden era of Alcopops, I think. We had Reef. Remember Reef? Yes. Two dogs. Uh, Yeah, two dogs. Yeah. Obviously, uh, Smirnoff Ice. Moscow Mule. Moscow Mule, indeed. 
which was a weird one. Tasted a bit like peppery. Very strange. But yeah, so my daughter had some blue Curaco. I can't remember I said this the other week for because it was for a part for um, a birthday. She had some friends coming around, and um, and I said, "Oh, who's is this blue balls?" And she said, "What did you just call it? Blue balls? <laughs> Don't be minging." I said, "No, it's blue balls." So we called it blue balls because it's balls that make it, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, though she I was mean... disgusted at the what I was that I might have been saying something accidentally. I mean, it's it's as a sort of opening gambit for a conversation with your daughter. I think it would be a it would be a, a strange one, even for you. Blue balls used to go into a green monster. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah. pint of cider with blue balls and perno in it. It was green, oh. green monster. Fuck me. Anyway, anyway, moving on. So yeah, Wales. You can take all of those drinks in a rucksack into the into that that stadium yeah, whose name we don't like. Up, lads. Enjoy it. Stop naming but stadiums only... after an- anachronistic titles of a fucking country, <laughs> dicks. Yeah, if you can associate yourself with a building society, maybe have a building society that isn't named after a thing that diminishes the very notion of your statehood. Anyway, yes, um, yes. What you got next? Uh, Toulon have got rid of everyone. Uh, and signed everybody else. So uh, they've let 10 players go, um, including the presumably now re-retiring Manonu. Yes. Um, Rudy Wolf has gone. Uh, Romain and uh, Sebastian uh, Taufifinua have gone. Um, but they've 12 new signings to make up for that, including uh, Island Lock Quinn Roo, who's left uh, Connacht, obviously. Uh, Cornel Dupree from uh, Dupree from Worcester, who I think he played for Scotland at some point, didn't he? Yes. Cornel Dupree. Yeah. Uh, Kieran Brooks from Wasps, which is a bit of a weird one. Um, and Le Petit Tamari from La Rochelle. Um, tell you, isn't going anywhere though. Who? It's fucking Sergio Parise isn't going anywhere. Beautiful. Um, who surprised absolutely nobody by delaying his planned switch to coaching next season uh, and instead is going to play on for another season at the ripe old age of 37. Uh, he's not. He's basically not leaving until he can get cheered off the entirely packed to the rafters Stadio Olimpico, is he? He will not yeah. retire until he that He will moment. not retire until he, can, until he can compromise an Italy performance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, all change... Down in Toulon, and Sergio it's not, continues. It's not big, sexy signing, though, is it? There's it's definitely no, no, that era is yeah, gone. That era is gone. We're in the Quinn Rue, Cornel Dupree, Kieran Brooks era, yeah. which is a I mean, lot what less name glamorous. Would you give that Galactico is the other one. What's this one? <laughs> the the perfectly serviceable coast. The, no, the, the, the norm, the normal acticos or something. Anyway. The reasonable signings given the budget. <laughs> the mediocre codes. No, that's no good. Sorry. No, I'm literally thinking of I'm talking. So, uh, what else have we got? Tonga 7 shenanigans is in the news. Yes. I'm loving it, though. Me Never too. Never mind that fucking... Nobody's going to watch the 7 Tonga. Nobody's interested. It's what it means. Absolutely. So, Malachi so. Fekatoa et al. are going to play in an Olympic qualifying game to get qualified for the Tonga 15 to the next World Cup. Yeah, which, I mean, they're trying to get, obviously, 
Charles Piatow can't because Bristol have a semi-final this weekend, but they're trying to get some sort of dispensation. I don't think World Rugby will fucking give that much well, shrift. To they're already honesty. a bit pissed off about this whole scenario. <laughs> Absolutely are. Scenario, but still, you know, Fekitoa playing for Tonga will be fun. Yes, and, indeed. And it'll be better for everybody, won't it? There's no way that the product is not better by having, we've been through this before, by just creating 100%. teams yeah. that can all compete a bit more. I'll tell you what, I know I've discussed before, I think that Malachi Fekito is an unbelievably good-looking human being, but he put something on Instagram yesterday about his, or the other day, about his leg day thing. Right, and I can imagine. Genuine, genuinely, just, it's him on one of them, whatever they call Leg press? You push your le- one of the ones where you put your legs up to do the quads. Like a leg extension thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it's called, and but I'm seeing I don't know, it. I think it's that. A genuinely, a fucking state on his thighs. <laughs> it, it shouldn't, a human being shouldn't look like that. I don't, like, I don't understand how you look like that and you, you get through the day. It was like Sonny, Sonny Bill Williams shorts, wasn't it? Yes. I can only assume they had zips at the side, like strippers' <laughs> trousers. <laughs> yeah, everything you wear on that part of your body just has to be... That's the like down 1990s like popper tracky pads, basically. <laughs> and when you actually play a real game, you just have to be cut out of them afterwards because there's no <laughs> yes. fucking hope in hell. <laughs> Somebody get a turnover. <laughs> anyway, that's... Uh, yeah. So yeah, looking forward to that. And more of this, Indeed. I say. More of more circumventing of stupid rules. Absolutely. Long may that continue. What else we got? Um, speaking of circumventing rules, uh, Leicester are desperately trying to find some way to annul their uh, contract with Mike Ford, who is currently the assistant coach, I believe, at Leicester Tigers. Right. Who knows what? Um, because they want Kevin Sinfield to come in instead, who uh, apparently has. it's been confirmed now that he has... Uh, He's going to leave. He's currently at uh, Leeds Rhinos. As a, is he dressed for rugby or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, he's going to go over to Rugby Union and uh, and do, I mean, I mean, basically just filling in the rugby league void that Mike Ford will vacate, I guess. I guess he's doing whatever Sinfield. a rugby league man does at Leicester. I think Kevin Sinfield is one of those people that walks into a room and you have after. Four minutes of talking to him, people go, what What job do you want? Just tell me what job you want. I think he's I, one of I, those spectacularly impressive people, basically. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I just feel that like he's got that. He's one of those people that clearly has an aura. Yes. And, and yeah. luckily tied with it quite a bit of ability. So don't be yeah. surprised if he ends up running the whole of Rugby Union within about five years. So, I mean, if I was Steve Borthwick, I mean, be, someone like Kevin Sinfield is absolutely yeah. the last person I'd want to bring in. <laughs> it's like that guy is going to be fucking telling me what to do within about a month. And Steve Borthwick stood there shouting, you're a liar, you're a cheat at people. And, <laughs> and Kevin Sinfield just sort of standing there quietly, standing there, just looking unimpressed. Just like, you know, looking pristine working, and serene. Mentally tearing up Borthwick's contract <laughs> in his head. But yeah, so, but, but I mean, does that mean George has to move now? Because they <laughs> I mean, are kind are of, the you know, rules. Yeah. yeah. They can't well, be more than 12 foot away from each other at any one time, can they? So No, indeed. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting actually, because you know a big part of George going back to Leicester was you know wanting to work with Mike again and getting him back in the room and yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they respond to having a different kind of northern accent <laughs> shouting at them all the time. The side of the Pennines, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be interesting to see. Funny mm. one from Cynthia, though. He was kind of the top. It always worries me about what it means about rugby league, really, because it's just a profile thing, isn't it? They just never, you can't do anything about it. Well, that you can go from, you know, being director of rugby at one of the biggest clubs in, yeah, in, absolutely. in Europe yeah. to just basically being an assistant coach to Steve Borthwick at Leicester. But I think so you look at... It'd be different if he was coming to the England setup or something, but... But, I, well, don't rule that out, I guess, isn't it? I, mean, I suppose he talks to face, well, I'll go and get some experience there. I am Kevin. One I'll of the tell most... you who else has been in at Leicester this week. Who? Eddie Jones. Cool. Oh, sorry, yeah, of course he has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely Can think... Imagine having to do his like fucking tax return, the number of jobs he's got to put down. <laughs> Literally, he's just, he genuinely is trying to get sacked. I 100% believe this because literally last week, like, you know, it was him getting fucking, you know, slated in the press for doing all these extra coaching jobs. And Rob Baxter, like, was asked and said it would be very difficult for somebody like Eddie to sort of come and coach in the premiership because of what that means for being the England manager. (laughs) <laughs> literally three days later <laughs> he's rocking up at Leicester and then within and not only is he doing coaching with Leicester he then talks to the press afterwards um seemingly takes sides in the dispute between Leicester and Bristol over that substitution Anakin's thing and then literally five minutes later touts Ellis Genge as an England uh, England captaincy candidate for the summer, which I genuinely think would cause a sort of ructions among the RFU suits not seen since World Carling, and I love it. Let it happen. I mean, he's, he's on so many levels quite awful, Eddie Jones, isn't he? But when he gets... He is, the, but when he does stuff like when that... When he gets I, the full mischief on, it's, it's just wonderful to see, isn't it? It's like he said he's from the wrong side of the tracks and we want him to stay on the wrong side of the tracks, was the quote. <laughs> I'll just imagine the Blazers at the RFU having Incredible. Noel West's finest fucking representative. It was back when they had to have that New Zealander do it a couple of years ago because Eddie insisted. And now, oof. Uh, speaking of the RFU... They yes. are to introduce a new tackle law at age grade rugby up to under 18, which yes. says you cannot tackle above the armpits. I mean, it's pretty fucking obvious, isn't it? You would think so. And also, I think there's something about this whole culture change long game thing, isn't it? Because if you think, mm. if you fast forward five years and the people who are 13 now come through into adult rugby in five years' time, having never tackled above the armpit. There's no utility in coaching them to do anything else. No, it's like what we're doing now with professional players, you know, is invariably going to be fraught with difficulty because it's so all tied up with having to undo behaviour that they've learned since they were fucking, you know, 11 or 12 or 13. Yeah, so like muscle memory in the people... 
Yeah. Um, you and know, actual memory is... in the coaches that they don't want to change and everything yeah. else that goes with it. And so now we have, you know, a, a very sensible, you know, situation where we're automatically bringing, you know, and we're not only making kids safer when they're playing it, hopefully, mm-hmm. by reducing the tackle height, but we're also, as you say, you know, we're creating another generation, you know, the next generation will instantly think that those sort of rugby league style big high hits are not something they'll have ever learned. And it's, yeah, it makes sense to cut it off at the source and more unions and honestly, let's be honest, world rugby in general, I think probably needs to start bringing that in generally. And on the flip it side, it makes all the sense in the world, and it's really easy to fucking enforce. It's easy to enforce, well, and also it won't do anything to the game. A lot of people really want to do it to the game. It won't do anything, will it? People will still be tackling no. roughly below the sternum, which is what you want to do yeah, anyway. Which is where they should be tackling most of the time, anyway. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it doesn't make. I can't see a problem with it. I can't understand why anybody would complain, and yeah, I'm sure people will. I mean, I'm sure there's some issues around trying to interpret that at an amateur level and who who decides. Yeah. And, but it's no different to I mean, the other law, though. It's nothing, there's nothing uniquely complicated about about that compared to trying to referee the fucking rook properly at well, exactly. amateur level. And levels. also, just if, you're, if you're struggling to implement it, just do what they did in fucking the now-defunct pro rugby in America and just draw a fucking line on the jersey. <laughs> And then it'll be really fucking easy for anyone who's refereeing it to just see, you know, all those pro. If you, if all sort of youth team or youth level jerseys had to have a sort of red line mm. that ran across the chest at sort of armpit height, and you can do that because you can see where the armpits are on the fucking jersey. Mm. It's not hard. Then. Instantly, players, coaches, everyone will know what is and what isn't a legal tackle. It's really fucking simple, guys. Yeah. So I think it's a good idea. And they've they've, they've taken a while to come to this conclusion, so fair play to them. And I think there are genuine worries among parents of kids. Yeah, and not unreasonable ones. So let's do what we can to fucking... So people try to we avoid as much as we can horrendous head injuries and we keep participation up some people argue mm. but oh by being like this people don't want to play it because they want to knock the shit out of each other's barnets it's like well no they don't really do they well don't they really do they only do if that's you know the culture that they've been brought up yeah you know it's yeah. okay any more news um a couple of extra players been cited have after that game on the weekend, unsurprisingly, Sam Skinner and Dave Ewers both going to be uh, facing bans tomorrow. Hammersley's head into orbit. <laughs> yes, somehow, which somehow was. Well, just guess which referee it was who didn't think it was a problem, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'll give you one guess. Carl Dixon. It was Carl, I've lost my red. Well, I think he hasn't lost red cards because then he did give a red card for the Sam Skinner one, which, to be honest with you, was much more talk himself outable than the one that he did <laughs> talk himself out of. Yes. Although I bet if I was Alex Anderson, I'd kind of been wishing that those two decisions had been reversed because I feel like whatever it was, was it like the 30th minute or something like that? That yeah. was it Carl, as well. Was it Carl Dixon that sent Genjoff? No, Sinclair off for saying, for fuck's sake. Uh, I can't Carl remember. Dixon? He In didn't send mind, him off, but he had an issue with him. Maybe it was. No, was it I don't know. Can't remember. 
Oh, you were cited no, for it. No, but you it? did get you got cited for oh, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Carl Dixon, we've we've spoken about several times. Do you know who the uh, the independent disciplinary panel for the hearing is? It's going to be Jeremy Summers, uh, Mitch Reed, and everyone's favourite pub quiz answer, Ollie Cohn. <laughs> He's doing sighting duty now. Weird that. I always notice that in these panels. Like, there'll be one player that you forgot existed. You yes. retired about five, or retired about five or ten years ago. It's weird. Anyway, what much you get for sitting on one of them panels? I mean, it's all this thing is now. It's all on the fucking. It's just on Zoom, isn't it? You yeah, but you still get to... like a day rate for it. I'm betting. Well, I mean, given how long some of these fucking hearings go on for, and let's be honest, some of them seem to go on for at 12. If they're paid by an hourly rate, Jesus Christ. You know, I reckon they're probably getting a nice a, little money The lawyers spinner. will get more than that. I reckon they're getting a grand each. Oh, probably. People Easy. sat there, minimum. That's why they're so reluctant to cite people. It's not a bad life, is it? I know. I so you've you got to look forward, I'd haven't you, for your so retirement? Many people down. When you pension, <laughs> you do it like a judge as well. Black hat <laughs> on. Take him down. (laughs) (laughs) Down the way, the stairs, back to his car. Don't question me. He's got a selection of powdered wigs just behind me. (laughs) (laughs) This is an informal uh, process, Mr. Gardner. I'll be the judge of that. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Oh, informal, is it? I'll put on my informal powdered wig. You will see that my informal wig has aeroplanes in it. (laughs) so yeah so that's what i want to see never mind the outcome of a fucking side mission what wigs is ollie Cohn wearing at this (laughs) and if he's not why not honestly of all the players that i'd love to see in a powdered wig i've never thought of it before but i would enjoy seeing ollie Cohn in a powdered wig (laughs) (laughs) oh anyway so where were we so that's the news is it are we done it is yeah well, we thank you all for being here for the news. We're now going to say goodbye to our non-patron listeners as we head mm. after the after the break into war animal time. Oh, yeah. This year, Leaving Certificate students have new choices via the CAO. Whether you're going straight into the world of work or exploring routes to third level, further education and training and apprenticeships offer you flexible, hands-on learning opportunities. The future is full of possibilities. Whatever your ambition, further education and training and apprenticeships can help take you there. Your future is what you make it. Learn more at cao.ie forward slash options. This is an initiative of the Government of Ireland. Pick up your phone while driving and you might need to be picked up from work. Break the speed limit, and you could be breaking plans with your mates. Leave L or N plates off your car, and you could be left getting taxis for the next six months. So ask yourself, is it really worth it? Seven penalty points over three years will disqualify learner and novice drivers for six months. Steer clear of points, and stay on the road. A message from the Road Safety Authority. We welcome back our... Non-patrons for shit good, as you know. What oh, have you got that is shite this week? Tell you what's shite is uh, AJ McGinty doing his fucking ACL. That is very, very 80th shit. fucking... What, just a horrible, like, 
it was literally the 80th minute. The game was lost. Like they, you know, they needed a bonus point and a win by eight points to that game to matter in any way at all. It was done and dusted. And he just, you know, one of those horrible. He's just running in a straight line, and his leg goes in the wrong direction. And yeah, it looks like a serious, serious knee injury. Apparently, it looks like an ACL. And like he has made, you know, he's been a big part of why Sale have become this championship caliber mm. team that they are. And like, I remember yeah. when they signed him and, and saying that's a really good signing that could yeah. push them into the top four. That was about five years ago, was it? And he's he's been a very very flaky up and yes. down player in those last couple. I of years, stopped talking this... about it after two years. Yes. I was embarrassed <laughs> about my prediction. So. But this season he's been fucking excellent, and if because he looks like a child, still <laughs> it's easy to forget that he's thirty one now. Yeah. Wow. You know he's a you know a very experienced. You know he's played eighty five. You know he's got nearly a hundred competitive. In fact, he's got one hundred and one professional appearances between Connacht and Sale. Eighty five for Sale, sixteen for Connacht, and thirty odd international caps as well. Like he's a a proper experienced, like genuine camp. You know, experienced veteran fly off campaigner mm-hmm. now, and. Yeah, what do, what do you do with sale? You know, if you're if depended so heavily on his game, you know, particularly his game management, his ability to play the game in the right areas. You know, Rob Dupree is a decent enough fly off, I suppose, but he is absolutely not. A, he doesn't offer what McGinty offers at all. No. So that is shit, yeah. What have we got here? Else is shit. Phil Jones says that shit is although it's great that Treviso are in the Rainbow Cup final due to a COVID cancellation, the number of matches that have been lost to COVID cases in both the Prem and the Rainbow Cup over the last two weeks has really boiled my piss. Yeah, because that's yeah. what you were saying before, isn't it? I suppose it's uh, it's it feels finally it's like ending. They were eminently preventable. Yeah, <laughs> and Henry Slade they haven't been. Yes, we're not blaming you for you know. No, we're not saying that Henry Slade is the cause of all these COVID cancellations, but he no. might be. He might be, yeah. Reece Speaking not, of extra actually and shit, uh, yes. Alec Hepburn's uh, been on Instagram again. Has he? Um, what loving the bones of people? Uh, not loving the bones of people. Uh, his taking his takeaways from uh, what Boris Johnson and Chris Whitty have said this evening. Oh, well, you just uh, this is this is hot. Hot Some press, nice takeaways. Uh, one, freedom apparently has an accelerator. Two, health comes in the form of a syringe. Three, only government scientists know how you can live safely. And four, the invisible enemy strikes wherever there is freedom and inalienable rights. He's then also posted uh, a thing saying, warning signs, checklist of cult characteristics, uh, with the caption, not many left to tick off. Imagine what, are being, they do, what are they doing to people in Exeter? Imagine being sat next to him such cunts. In, in the pub. Yeah. I mean, you know what? There's every there's always a bloke in the pub. You were just like, you talk, he just talks absolute shit about stuff. And they seem to have got them all in one club. It's remarkable. What happens what happens to people in Exeter that does this to you? Like, remember when they were like a model club and everyone liked them? And now it's like literally every single one of that, like half that fucking squad are like 
conspiracy-toting fucking nutbags. <laughs> it's really just remarkable. It's, Where um, did it all go wrong? I am noticing that uh, that Rob Baxter is starting to give off like Jim Jones vibes. Yeah. There's a bit well, of Jones. There's a, there's a bit of Jones town. If he starts wearing them big seventies fucking aviators <laughs> and a caftan, <laughs> you know that it's time to start worrying. Let's face it, like he said that Harry Williams had some interesting ideas about what's really going on back in the summer. And Harry Williams' ideas are straight out of the fucking David Icke book of lunacy. <laughs> so it's catching in that squad. You know, they love the bones of each other and also maybe people are reptilian. As long as those bones don't require any kind of medical intervention that's recommended <laughs> by scientists, then those the thing, bones you know, must be destroyed as a member of a cult. If they are as close as some people like to make out that squad is, it's like it doesn't take many people being total fucking nut jobs before... You know, it's catching. I mean, thank God we're getting Thomas Francis out of there. He's already got a terrible haircut. I just hope he doesn't spread that nonsense to the Ospreys, both the haircut and the conspiracy theories. It's a, I do genuinely think there's a bit of a... Sub, there's clearly a bit of a subculture down there. Something genuinely. weird in that fucking club. And obviously people Straight are up. allowed their opinions, but yes. even when they're utterly fucking awful. But that's, you know, yes. as as people listen to this podcast will know. But it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, bizarre. They're definitely allowed their opinions, but we're also allowed to say that they are pseudoscient, well, anti-scientific fucking horse cock. Because they are. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, moving on then. What have we got here? Mm. Uh, Reese Not says, shit, is although I'm not sure shit actually covers it, mega shit maybe. He says, was definitely stad decided not to turn to turn up in their barrage game against Racing. They didn't score a point for 47 minutes, and in that period of time, Racing scored five tries and Stad received two yellow cards instead. <laughs> I mean, I respect that level of just like, lads, we're not going to win the top 14 this year. Let's just fuck this game over with them. Stad are like the Tottenham of, of rugby, aren't they? They, they should bit, be doing they? a lot better, really. Yeah, it's oh. like they're a, they're a club owned by a fucking very rich man with a huge sort of aristocratic pedigree who barely do anything. It's weird. I like them like that, though. Yeah. Stu Clark gets in touch. He said, shit is Matt Fagerson missing the Scotland tour with a broken arm. Indeed. He said, but good is that Scotland have finally realised that Rory Hutchinson's worth bringing in. Yeah, it was mad that he was never in the squad anyway, so, frankly. Weird. Andy Bradshaw says, shit is the lion's vest sizing. He said, I know I've put some lockdown weight <laughs> on, but 2XL is not a size. Not my size, he said. Also shit, he says, the other guys in the Facebook group looking fab in their two small vests while I look pasty and like an overstuffed sausage. <laughs> he said, however good is wearing a vest in this heat, I'm a convert. I have I I have bought a Cardiff Blues vest. Nice. Because everything is fifty percent off. The because Cardiff it Blues says Cardiff right Blues on it. Yeah. Quite. So I thought what fucking size I need. I went for two XL because it's Macron. I'm normally mm -hmm. a large. So mm -hmm. I went for two XL. Mm -hmm. Little still a little bit snug, 
but probably just about mm-hmm. acceptable. However, I did shovel 20 tons of gravel in it on Saturday and felt <laughs> exactly. for the first time in my life like something approaching a real man. Exactly. You, you, you combine manual labor with no sleeves and, you know, there's just something hardwired, you know, call it toxic masculinity if you want, but, you know. The only drawback is there. I wish they were real. cotton. That would feel more manly in some ways. But I don't I've, know why. Yeah. Well, that ship sailed. I know it's gone now. Everything is vapor dry, oh. whatever the fuck you want to no, call I've it. No, I've got, a, I've got some, some cotton vests. And I tell you what, in this weather, that's what you want to be wearing. You don't want to be wearing no, the... indeed. Unless you're physically doing the exercise. Better wicking yeah. cotton. You're physically doing the exercise and you want to wick that moisture like a bastard. You, you don't want to be wearing anything artificial in this weather. Jesus, no. And the... Um, I mean, obviously, the, the crown of maleness in vest terms is an NRL one, isn't it? Oh, of course. I yeah, mean, you, you obviously, you probably put one on and automatically become a total wanker, don't you? But yeah, I mean, I've, is... got, I, I've got a South Sydney one and it makes me at least 15% more prick <laughs> when I wear it. I've got an absolute <laughs> penchant for vintage Parramatta Eels gear. Oh, now we're talking. Because it's just, you can get the, the old Hardy shirt from 1986. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah. the, the yellow and blue one. Oh, and their, their singlets are off the charts, but I think it's a strong colour. You have to have a bit of a, you have to be Australian with a bit of a tan, I think. Yeah, blue and yellow is, it's a hard colour to pull off with a sort of Northern European complexion. Indeed. I think. Well, yeah, there's a lot of vest chat in the Facebook group for those of you who it are is. not in I'm there. I'm really yet. enjoying it. Come on in. I'm here for it. Well, you had to fucking course, stamp Paramount out some. No, I had to some vest slander. I had to stamp. You did have to. You had to change oh, the fucking group rules and put an end to it. I know. I hate to see it. I tell you what, though, who, who are Paramount sponsored by now? Is it Grinder? <laughs> Bloody Macron. You already know what size. <laughs> you know what size you're going to be in a three XL. Then I'll be, just be a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> They've got everything, Macron. Their the sales honesty. team should win so many awards. <laughs> or there's going to become a there's going to be a crunch at some point. Do you remember when BLK? Yes, had everyone, had everyone, and then they went they went stratospherically bust, and they've never really come back from it. I've got a horrible feeling that Macron are going to do that at some point. I hope they don't, because. <laughs> It will fuck a lot of people over, but it, it does feel like they're expanding at a rate that is unsustainable for the time being. Let's, uh, let's move talk, on to good, shall we? Let's fucking move on, yeah. Sorry and all that. There's some yeah. other stuff there. Oh, last thing I would say is that shit is that Stuart Pavitt says that rugby values seem to be misogyny and bants. Yeah. I yeah, think bantsogyny is probably the best way to sum up what people would call rugby culture in too many corners of the Clubhouse probably is. Yeah, actually, tell you what else is shit. Genuinely, undeniably, properly shit uh, is former Gloucester Bristol Centre Jack Adams dying at oh god, yeah, awful, yeah, yeah, yeah. Diagnosed with terminal cancer literally a couple of weeks ago, and things got bad real quick. It's just, yeah, it's fucking awful. Frankly, there's just giving Page set up to support his wife and child. Rugby, fucking do your thing. Boss for Tech pointed out on Twitter that there's a fundraising thing. And actually, you know, we just said that bantsogyny is a bad part of rugby, but this kind of shit is when it all starts to show up. Yeah. And also, I've Indeed. got a just giving page that I need to pump as well for the Doddy thing. Oh, yes, you do for the Doddy thing. Uh, right, good. Where have you got? Uh, i tell you what was good. That bloody Ryan Baird try for Leicester. Locke should not be scoring tries like that. 
Not just like I'm used to the sort of forward getting a ball and sprinting it in from 60 meters mm. thing now. That's not that remarkable, but it's like <laughs> you shouldn't beat about four or five men, look like you're going to get tackled, offload it, and then pop up in the support line two phases later and crash over to score your own no, try. It's, it's you shouldn't, you shouldn't do that. Thing. I mean, yeah. he looked fucking knackered <laughs> after it, <laughs> which I liked. I kind of liked it more for the fact that he looked, he had the look of a man that said, if you do not get me off this field and give me some oxygen immediately, <laughs> the this will be the last the, uh, you ever hear from me. Steve! Did the old rolling with the hands thing? Yeah, yeah. Steve, <laughs> Steve, fucking hell! Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's it was the fact that he went sort of east to west as well as north to south, you know, Beautiful and he sort stuff. of it was just yeah, and the offload, and then he pops back up to receive the offload, and he's like, right, I am a tight headlock, and I am fucking knackered. I'll see you later. Uh, Gordon- and to be fair, it was that was only forty-two minutes. He's literally only been back on the field for two minutes. He was finished. Good is obviously the fantastic news that lovely listeners and friends of the pod, uh, Ian McGilp and Sophia Mirza, finally tied the knot after oh, numerous frustrations and disappointments this weekend. Congratulations, As guys. Ian himself, that has been a saga. Hasn't it? As Ian himself put in, good, I got to marry my best friend on Saturday after two cancellations, cancelled hen do's and stag do's, plus a cancelled Lions Tour honeymoon. Oh, bless you. Oh. He said, I'll bring up some shit when it comes to mind, but right now everything feels like it's good. No, congratulations to both of you. Indeed. May the best of your yesterdays be the worst of your tomorrows and all that. Quite. Graeme Golvin gets in touch on a marriage theme. He says, good is 15 years of marriage. Our annual anniversary getaway ending up in the, on the set of The Mandalorian Season 3. He posted that on the Facebook group. That was cool as... He did, didn't he? The 24-week yeah. pregnant Mrs. Golvin did incredibly well to waddle around the glass fibre props and the hydroelectric power station with no complaints. She's a keeper for sure, says Graham. Indeed. I'd like to get her opinion, Graham. to be honest. I'm only getting <laughs> one side here. I'm interested in balance. Uh, but yeah, no, Indeed. congratulations to both of you. Have a good day. Indeed. I got, is it terrible for me to say I got bored of The Mandalorian? Uh, I mean, I can understand. If you're not heavily Star Warsy, I, I am though. Understand. I just found myself a bit like, it felt a bit like, I don't know, like a weird police procedural, but with Star there Wars. Too, there was a bit too much filler in this. I think they, they set themselves up with the whole Baby Yoda thing. They couldn't untether themselves from it. Exactly. They couldn't untether themselves from people wanting some sort of resolution to that. And I couldn't help but feel like it would be better now that they've hopefully resolved that. Yeah. And so we don't have to talk about it anymore. Good is Lawrence Agleton gets in touch. He says, good is the last minute of Bath's season. He said, but shit was the rest of Bath's season, obviously. I mean, still in the Champions Cup. Just about. It's not bad, is it? That'll keep his job for him, won't it? The chosen one. Mm-hmm. Patricia Vieira gets in touch. Hello, Patricia. She says, good is Gavin Coombs. It may have only been the Rainbow yes. Cup, and it may only have been against Zebra, but he ended an excellent season with four tries and hopefully an Ireland debut to come this summer. So also good was Munster letting Billy Holland take this last conversion of the game. However shit is, however, however shit, however shit is Billy Holland's place kicking. I mean, you saw that coming. Yeah, indeed. Mike Hemming gets in touch. He says, good is the evil overlord at Ealing Rugby will not be buying his way into the premiership, but shit is the evil <laughs> overlord at one at a cheating work, uh, London club, etc., etc., etc. Yes. Jane, I mean, yeah. 
pick choose your boys in yeah. that regard. James Mackay Mount gets in touch. He says, "Good is me busting two PBs with the weights this week." Yeah, but can you shovel twenty ton of gravel in a day, James? Well, my fitness is entirely thing. functional. I don't waste time on fripperies like pointlessly <laughs> lifting weights in a place I don't want to be in. There's no point, no no time for it at all. Johnny gets in touch. He says, Johnny Ulster-Nors, he says, good is honeymoon with a hot tub. I mean, yes, absolutely. He said, shit, is anyone using the phrase mini-moon because I'm staying in Northern Ireland? What a <laughs> shit show, he said. Yeah, fuck that. Why do they keep inventing these names for just staying in the country and going on holiday? Yeah. Can just After be going Peloton, on this is the next worst thing about the <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> Staycations. No, staycations oh, when you fuck off. when you literally yeah. stay at home. Can't yeah, exactly. <laughs> the cat's exactly. like, well, yeah, that can fuck off, says <laughs> says Sully. Harley Worthy gets in touch. He says, shit, he's not been able to see Johan Lloyd and Max Malin's 10-15 combo of madness due to COVID-19 cancelling the match with London Irish. He said, however, good was, that. good was not having to look at Paddy Jackson's face because of I mean, said yes, It's always good. Matt O Scotland Forever says that finally, good is me recovering from being concussed whilst mountain biking. Well, good for you. Good for you, Matt, but I don't Indeed. think it's advised to get over concussion by mountain biking. No. Or, or, the or maybe that's that, not really. what you meant. Maybe that's not what he meant, maybe. And on that note, we do mean the fact that this has come to an end now. We do. It's actually gone dark while we were recording this. I'm sat in the dark now. <laughs> Because yes. I did, I, it's yeah. gone on for so I long. Turn the light on. I thought that it was. Uh, I thought I'd be well done by now, but it is dark. So, mm -hmm. those of you have lasted till the very bitter end. Thank you very much. More power to you. We will speak to you next week, um, or maybe before, uh, after the Premiership fire, uh, semis, etc., 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 and the Rainbow Cup final, etc. Take care, everybody. Goodbye. So long. Pick up your phone while driving. And you might need to be picked up from work. Break the speed limit, and you could be breaking plans with your mates. Leave L or N plates off your car, and you could be left getting taxis for the next six months. So ask yourself, is it really worth it? Seven penalty points over three years will disqualify learner and novice drivers for six months. Steer clear of points, and stay on the road. A message from the Road Safety Authority. Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.